Binge the full week of The Ray Taylor Show ad-free over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. This is The Ray Taylor Show. Swipe up episode 187 on a motherfucking cop. Fuck the police. They're terrorists. This is the show where I make conservatives cry in my comment section. Oh, did my opinions on Christianity make you cry? Did me bringing up how satanic temples are more Christian than the Christians are? Did that make you cry? That's what I do on accident sometimes because I give my opinion on things that are happening in the world. And uh, I'm not part of, uh, I don't agree with or a part of uh, the cults and uh, the right wingness of America. Of America. I don't worship the Second Amendment as if it was written by the Lord. I have a brain of my own, and I make my own opinions, and I say them on my show that I produce. And all you do is come into my little comment section on YouTube and cry. You poor little baby crying in my comment section. Boo-hoo, boo-hoo. Why don't you produce your own show and cry on that show? Why don't you? Because I won't be going to your page to cry in your comment section. I have a life. Let's get it started, shall we? Apple decides to discontinue the iPod after 21 years. I've never owned an iPod. I used to be an iPod hater. I was an Apple hater. Back in those days, uh, I just, like, you want to talk about overpaying for an MP3 player? There's all kinds of MP3 players that you can get. And I got them. And I got the different smartphones before the iPhone came out. But it was the iPhone. Around the time of the iPhone when that got announced that I think I bought, I bit the bullet, and I was starting my own business, graphic design, web design business, and uh, decided to purchase a Mac Pro was very expensive all of apple's products are very expensive but the thing that i learned after buying that computer after years of years of being an apple hater i used to build my own computers with windows would go to computer fairs to buy the parts cheap so i could build my own supercomputers what I realized when I spent a bunch of money to buy a Mac was that they worked so good and that once a year, I didn't have to do the thing that I had to do on my Windows computers. Because every Windows computer I had, I had to completely reinstall the operating system and everything else because of viruses. Viruses, viruses, viruses everywhere. And it was a pain. Windows would crash. There'd always be problems. So once a year, I'd have to do a complete refresh. And ever since I got my Apple computer, not only did I not have to reinstall everything every year, but uh, didn't have to pay for antivirus. But also, the hardware lasted a long time. And now, all I own is Apple products. So I never got to use an iPod, and I'm not surprised 
that they finally discontinued the iPod. I mean, it had evolved into what is now, I think, the, the most recent or the last iPod that they created was the iPod Touch, which is basically an iPhone without the phone functionalities. And I have multiple iPhones that I use for things that are not phone. I hate the phone aspect of my smartphone. I use an old refurbished iPhone 7 to record this show and to stream when I live paint. And also I can I guess I could listen to music on it as well, but I use my phone to listen to music or my iPad. I edit everything on my Mac. And the awesome thing about Macs, not only you know, the downside is the price. Okay, the price. But they hold their value very well. In addition to that, they're very reliable. And they come with software that has allowed me to produce thousands of episodes of podcasts without having to spend a penny on software. I have used GarageBand to edit over like multiple thousands of episodes using GarageBand. And additionally, I've used iMovie to edit thousands upon thousands of videos, either podcast videos or even my making of videos for my paintings using nothing but iMovie. iMovie and GarageBand come free with Apple products and are the only editing software aside from Photoshop that I use. So, uh, you know, great products. I like the proof that anybody can change. I used to be an Apple hater, and now all I own is Apple products. It is insane. It, I mean, so you, you can change out there, people. You can change. And the catalyst for me changing was the iPhone. Because it was like I had used my phone before the iPhone. I think I had, got, I had started doing the PDF phones or PDA phones professional digital assistant phones where you could put they had a calendar in them and you could like some of them you could browse the internet some of them actually had color screens but i had the trio which was like a big bulky thing had the cordy keyboard on it but i could go online i could load music i remember i remember ripping fight club and running it through software that would chop it up into files that my phone could play my trio could play and i remember taking a bath one day watching fight club off of my tiny little phone and then the iphone came out and it was like oh it did all of the things i wanted it to do it was finally a phone that was designed for phone like so many of the smartphones before the iphone you had like a stylus like i remember friends had like the windows the had smartphones that had like windows loaded on it and you had a little stylus and it was basically like a uh the standard windows desktop and icons like it functioned as a desktop computer which is horrible form factor it for a handheld device and the iphone was designed specifically for your fingers and your thing so that was the catalyst for me becoming an apple fanboy uh, but yeah, the, uh, the iPod, I remember like I was selling electronics when I was still anti Apple at Costco 
and we would have people come in and I would sell them on other products that we didn't even carry. Like I, people would come in for an, an iPod and I'd be like, you know, you could get an MP3 player that does the exact same thing with more storage for like half the price. And I would send people to Best Buy. Uh, I just, I, I hated, I, you know, it was just, and I, I think part of it was the fact that like, I didn't, I growing up poor, I always bought the cheapest thing. You know, that's why I learned how to build my own computers because I never had enough money to like actually buy a new computer. So part of the reason that allowed me to become an Apple fanboy was disposable income. And also being able to make payments on debt, being able to go into debt to pay off Apple stuff. But uh, yeah, I'm still a huge fanboy and it's not surprising that they're gone. I mean, you don't need an iPod anymore. Every single smartphone, I mean, most people don't even store their music on their devices anymore to begin with. Everybody's streaming stuff through, like, Apple Music or Spotify or whatever, or, or the Amazon one. So it's just the reality of how we consume music is completely different. But uh, it is. it was the product, I think, that, that turned Apple around in a lot of ways. Um, I mean, one of the products, their iMacs, I think, kind of brought them out of bankruptcy. And then the the iPods in, like, the early 2000s were, like, you know, an early way to get MP3s on your phone. And, but at the early iPods, like, you had to have a Mac computer, which I think was another reason why I didn't like Apple. It's like, oh, I can't, like, because I couldn't afford an Apple computer, let alone an iPod. So if I got an iPod, like, I can't plug it into my Mac computer or my, my Windows computer. But eventually they came out and you could, you could hook it up to whatever. But, uh, yeah, so I've never – it's hard for me to mourn the loss of a device that I never owned. But I can respect the, the device for what it became. It was the first popular mobile device. I mean, you want to talk about – a trendy piece of electronics. It, it brought the, the nerdy, tech-only type of culture into the mainstream. It made it cool. Similar to the iMac. When the iMacs came out and they're all colorful, it, like, made the thing that, like, only nerdy techs were into, it made it popular and cool for everybody. And, uh, you know, being cool is uh, what life is all about. So anyway, and also Steve Jobs, by far one of the best CEOs to sell a product. Like his, I've said it before, I'll say it again, his keynote speeches releasing new products were emotional to watch. To see like the way he's able to sell his products and that, that, that classic line is like, oh, one more thing. Like you think he's done with this sales pitch of all the new things they're coming out with. And then he's got this one surprise. Check this thing out. This is going to change the future. Completely different than what like a Mark Zuckerberg is trying to do today. Where Mark Zuckerberg, way before he announces his augmented reality glasses, he's predicting that it's going to be an Apple type of, of game changer. It's like you can't do that. Steve Jobs didn't do that. That's not how Steve Jobs was so successful with, with selling his products to the masses. 
he had confidence in it, and he surprised everybody with the release. It was always a surprise. I'm horrible at surprises. I can't. I'm I'm bad at releasing the products that I make. Like, and I in no way have followed in the footsteps of of Steve Jobs. I remember being emotional when Steve Jobs died, and I watched the day Steve Jobs died. I went to go see a movie with my girlfriend, and that movie was 50-50. And for those that don't know what that movie is, that's a movie where Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character gets cancer. And you know what Steve Jobs died? Steve Jobs died of cancer. On the day I went and saw 50-50. So you want to talk about making a movie hit different. Went and saw that movie. Great movie. Joseph Gordon-Levitt, great actor. That's just a really fun movie. Great movie. Um, and then I remember going home and hopping on to the live streams, all the podcast live streams where people were telling their stories about Steve Jobs uh, in memory of him. So anyway, rest in peace, the iPod. Not surprising. Actually, more surprised that it's st- it was a product that was still around anyway. Uh, but uh, congratulations, Apple, for that kind of being the, the product that, that led to the iPhone. In a lot of ways, led to the iPhone. And now a quick word from our sponsor. Now you can wear the many faces. Original art by Ray Taylor. Select pieces from the ongoing series of abstract ink paintings. All products made with high quality materials. Made right here in the USA. Go to inspireddisorder.com slash merch to browse the entire collection. And save yourself an extra 10% when you check out by using coupon code RTS. TMF. So once again, go to inspireddisorder.com slash TMF merch and save 10% when you use coupon code RTSTMF. And now back to our show. Moving on to uh, something else that's not very surprising. Elon Musk said his Twitter deal is on temporary hold. He might not buy Twitter. Uh, the stock of Twitter crumbled when he announced that he was going to buy it. Uh, and I think he's probably trying to, uh, you know, all he cares about is making money. He does not care about making the world a better place. He does not care about freedom of speech. Through his actions, it is clear that he does not care about any of those things. He only cares about profit. Because he's, he grew up entitled. Parents ran a gem mine in apartheid South Africa. I remember somebody, I was criticizing Elon Musk, and somebody's like, if you were to compare that to somebody who lived in Canada, he's, he basically grew up like middle class, upper middle class. And my curiosity is, when was there an apartheid in Canada. He grew up privileged. He has massive amounts of fanboys who are probably watching this crying in my comment section right now. How dare you talk bad about my Elon? He's basically like the Batman. He's going to save humanity. Don't you know it's freedom of speech? He's going to bring Trump back. I'm still not on Twitter. I still have my account. It's private. It's I still haven't even like I don't think about Twitter so much. 
that I haven't even gotten around to downloading my archive, which I don't even think is available for me to download anymore. So I may have to send another request to do it. But if he doesn't come back to Twitter, which it seems like he's not going to, like made up some excuse why he's not going to buy it, he probably realized that it was going to expose him in some way if he actually did it. Like he was, it was going to be more trouble than it's worth to get Trump back on Twitter because that seems like the only thing anybody cared about that was supposedly free speech was that Trump was going to come back. Oh, oh God, oh, the person that we worship, oh, Donald Trump, who's going to come back, who's going to come back to Twitter and lay waste to all of the libtards. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm, as far as I'm concerned, I don't really give a shit about Twitter. It's like I didn't, nobody, like, I posted things on Twitter daily. And, like, nobody gave a shit. I, I have a feeling I was, I was shadow banned on Twitter, like, a decade ago. So, it, the, the idea of me going on there again is just, it, it is whatever. If this thing doesn't go through, maybe in another year, if Elon Musk is still not the owner of Twitter in, in by the, this time next year, maybe I'll consider reinstalling Twitter and logging back in. Uh, but it's been nice not being on Twitter. I've gotten used to not being on Twitter. My mental health hasn't been able to improve much. I'm not necessarily as angry, but I still like I'm still like everything is falling apart. Humanity is falling apart. Society is falling apart. America is falling apart. Uh, so, uh, you know, Twitter was just one more avenue to remind me of how horrible things are. So it's actually been nice to not have that extra drip of pessimism coming into my life. Uh, and Elon Musk, I don't, I really don't care. I don't care. Like, I like, I used to like Elon Musk. It's crazy. Similarly to, like, Apple, how I was anti-Apple. Like, I used to be pro-Elon Musk. I was like, oh, I was a fan. I was like, oh, Tesla, yeah. Great. He, he brought the the electric car to the market it's like okay well that was going to happen and he saw a company that was doing it and he bought them he bought tesla he didn't invent tesla he didn't start tesla he just took it over there was even the kid that was tracking elon musk's private jet traffic he was on a podcast and talking about how elon musk didn't even know how he was able to track his plane. He didn't know planes were uh, identified individually. So it's like Elon Musk isn't like a brilliant guy. He probably knows how to hire brilliant people. And because of his inability to communicate normally with people, he sounds like maybe he's on the spectrum, I'm sure. So he sounds the way he forms his sentences, the way he speaks sounds like he's got this aura of like genius uh but i'm not like i exposed like him uh and joe rogan same thing used to be a fan of him and it's like oh like the clarity of bullshit that these guys are involved with it's like so noticeable that i like and their fanboys their freak party fanboys and their elon musk simps are just intolerable so uh as far as I'm concerned, 
Musk can lose all of his money, which will never happen, but he could, and I really wouldn't care. It, it wouldn't change my life one way or the other. Like, if he, he has so much money, he could literally change society globally for the better. But his concern was buying Twitter, or at least pretending to buy Twitter so he could crash the price of Twitter and maybe make money on it. Like, everything he does is to manipulate markets and make money. Allegedly. Allegedly. Like, if you, if you were to judge people by their actions and not their words, which is how you should judge people, because it's easy to say stuff, but it's a different thing to actually do a thing that makes it seem like you care about freedom of speech or people or humanity. He could do it, but he's not. He's not doing anything. His actions do not reflect his words. And when people are like that, when, they, when their actions don't reflect their words, th you know they're full of shit. But there's people out there that only listen to words, and that's good enough for them. But it's not good enough for me. Moving on to uh, something else that's not really that surprising. A man suspected of killing his wife still won a Republican primary election. <gasps> what? Republicans voting for criminals? Get out of here. Duh. They voted for Trump. Trump's a worthless piece of shit. Openly racist. Failed businessman. Like, filed bankruptcy more times than I've taken a shit today. Which is, uh, you know, a big competition. I take a lot of shits. State police officials say... Andrew Wilhoit got into an argument with his wife, Elizabeth Nikki Wilhoit, and at one point hit her in the head with a blunt object, making her lose consciousness. He then drove her to a nearby creek where he dumped her body. According to authorities, her body was found the next day on March 25th, and Wilhoit was taken into custody where he has remained since. According to state records, Will Hoyt had entered his name to serve on the Clinton Township on January 26th. Per state election requirements, a candidate would still be eligible for office unless they were to enter a plea of guilty for or be convicted of a felony. With only three candidates vying for three seats, Will Hoyt was able to secure a place in the November election. Although he did receive the lowest number of votes uh, that the fact that anybody voted for this guy is insane. The fact that there isn't a, a like it's amazing how much corruption is in this in this country to make these pathetic Republican candidates viable for office is astounding. It is amazing how many criminals are holding office in the Republican Party. And it is not surprising whatsoever that the people, the, the disgusting humans that vote Republican would vote for those people regardless, for whatever minor reason, because they're like on the side of the same like hate group as them. It's, 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 you know, 
like when when uh, Hillary Clinton called them deplorable, that's like the nicest way to call the human garbage. Like she should have just said the human garbage people that are destroying this country are voting for Republicans are considered they consider themselves Republicans. I mean, a huge majority of them who don't consider themselves Republicans label themselves as libertarian, but they're basically the same horrible people. They maybe they're just not religious, but they support the same type of shit that Republicans do, and it's in my opinion uh disgusting. Join Inspired Disorder Plus today. Head on over to inspireddisorder.com slash plus to join. Membership includes members-only discounts and deals. You get access to the Ray Taylor Show completely ad-free, as well as bonus episodes. You get access to the complete live painting archive. You also get access to every single podcast ever produced by Inspired Disorder, hosted by Ray Taylor. You get access to Ray Taylor's personal blog as well as the opportunity to ask me any questions so if you want to start a podcast you're into art ask me anything and so many more things are being added every day to inspire disorder plus so sign up today become a member head on over to inspiredisorder.com slash plus and become an inspired disorder plus member today let's move on this story this next story, the only people that are going to be crying in my, in my comment section are Tom Cruise fans. If you're a simp of Tom Cruise or Scientology, you might be in my comments uh, talking shit about this one. Because this one is about Kate Winslet and that she broke a record previously held by Tom Cruise uh, for holding her breath longer than Tom Cruise. And this was in the filming of the new Avatar movie, The Way of Water, where Kate Winslet held her breath for 7 minutes and 14 seconds. That is insane. Tom Cruise's record uh, was 6 minutes from uh, Mission Impossible Rogue Nation. Which was a scene in Rogue Nation that, like, could have been CG. Like, similarly to the, the Mission Impossible scene where... Tom Cruise actually skydives looks completely CG but like was filmed practically like if you're going to film things practically don't make them look like they're CG because that kind of it, it it's what's the point what's the what's just do it CG if it's going to look CG in the end why why do things practically I mean I prefer practical effects don't get me wrong far prefer practical effects but if you're going to make your practical effects look fake, then why do it? It is just like, you know, like Jackie Chan did all of his own stunts. And you know what? When you watch a Jackie Chan movie, you can tell. It looks like Jackie Chan is doing everything. But then you, knowing that Tom Cruise does all of his own stunts barely matters. Barely matters. Because the way those movies are filmed, they, they're shot and edited in the same way you would shoot and edit a CG shot. And it it doesn't doesn't need to be, it doesn't need to be, it's just like bragging rights for no reason. Uh, but seven minutes is insane. I used to be able to hold my breath for a long time as a kid. It was kind of my talent. I could hold my breath for like four minutes. I remember 
on vacation with like I'd I'd be you know shoved off to go on vacation with friends during summertime, and you know there were many times where like you're at a pool or in a jacuzzi. I remember being at a hotel on vacation with friends and their family, and with other kids, random kids that were at this hotel, and we were all competing to see who could hold their breath longest. And and let me remind you that I was fat, right? And all the other kids were average looking. So I was still, even though I was on vacation, I was the one picked on. And there was no protection for me from my friends, friends' family. Like I was like a foster kid. Like you could tell they care their 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 care of my well being was far less to non existence and compared to their own child. Which is fine. Whatever. I get it. You love your own kid more than you love your kid's friend. I get it. But when you're doing a hold your breath competition in the pool with other kids and you happen to blow them out of the water because you can hold your breath for four minutes because you know that even though your body is twitching and freaking out because you're running out of air, you know that you can still exhale the air that's in your mouth and you can calm your body down to last just a little bit longer underneath the water. Right, But then some other kid that got destroyed in this competition decides to hold you under the water because they're fucking assholes. So there's plenty of times where I almost died. I mean, if I wasn't able to hold my breath underwater, I probably would have died. Many times over, not only from kids trying to hold me under the water after because their butt hurt that I beat them in the holding your breath competition but also i used to like boogie board and there were times boogie boarding where the surf's a little rough and you get caught underneath the water and you just you don't know which way's up you're getting tumbled around like you're in a giant washing machine and there are plenty of times where it's like if i wasn't able to hold my breath or know what it's like to almost to feel like you're running out of air it's very similar to the wim hof breathing method which is interesting many many years later where i i learned that and it was like oh yeah they're doing the thing that i was doing but just to survive um but seven minutes is insane respect kate winslet i guarantee you that scene will look cg <laughs> like she's gonna look like an avatar creature and probably had no need to learn how to hold her breath for seven minutes that is crazy but uh congrats to her uh, putting Tom Cruise's uh, record to to sh complete shame, complete shame over a minute, over a minute long. That is so long. Most people can't hold their breath for like two minutes, four minutes like I was able to do. That's about and that was like not moving. That was I was just holding my breath. Um, but yeah, respect Kate Winslet. Let's do some shout outs and get out of here, shall we? Shout out to Puberty, shout out to BuzzFeed News, shout out to Movie Facts. But most importantly, shout out to you. New episodes of The Ray Taylor Show come out every single day. Subscribe on YouTube and everywhere our podcasts are found. Binge the full week over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. Buy Ray Taylor Show merch over at InspiredDisorder.com. And follow the show on Instagram at Ray Taylor Show. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Peace. Oh!
much. Today is the day where you wake up and you realize that everything that you've been dreaming about, everything that you've been wanting, every goal and wish and hope that you've ever had can become real. Dreams can come true. What you manifest in your mind, you can bring to reality.